What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast, the Dirty 30. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, along with me tonight. <laughs> it's uh, old, uh, Han Solo himself, Frosty. It's coming. It's coming back. <laughs> that was a very uh, that was a very pansexual remark there, mm. Mr. Solo. Mm. That's right. Well, it's just me and you tonight, and the freaking T-Bird bailed. And uh, Josh is... T-Bird has spread his wings. <laughs> Basically, uh, T-Bird took a page out of Josh's book and bailed on the show. So, Josh, T-Bird, if you're listening, we love you. They're out there. <laughs> I the want to believe. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to believe. <laughs> I think that's what needs to happen. Every time we mention Josh... That music needs to play because that's been a constant thing, man. For for the past couple years now, hmm. is is Josh and being MIA. So for somebody who was so dead set on uh, in this show, like, man, we need the show. We need the show. We need it in our life. Blah blah. blah. It's like uh, we need the show. Oh, we got the show. I'm out. <laughs> I'm freaking out. I'm gone. So what's up, Frosty? Not much, man. I'm uh, pretty hyped. I just got back from fight night where I freed up some people, Dragon Ball Fighters. Felt good. Did you wreck uh, some D's? I wrecked some D's, man. Like, it wasn't, even, it wasn't even close. No one's on my level. Oh, snap. I'm I'm going, I'm I'm gunning for Goichi. I don't know what that means. Hook game god. Cool. That's, that's professional players in the game, apparently. That's that's their government name. That's the name their mother gave them. It's kind of <laughs> weird, but it's whatever. So Goichi, Goichi, which is kind of cool. He's a Japanese player, and he's really, really good. And he spells his name G-O and the number one. And for the longest time, I never understood why. And then it dawned on me one day. I was like, oh, Ichi in Japanese is one. So Goichi. Ah, <laughs> gotcha. I was like, that's so clever. That's pretty rad. Yeah. So I don't really know nah. what that means, but. I just explained it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had, uh, had a lot of fun at fight night. It's always a blast getting together with the local community, playing some games. Um, it's a big world out there, you know. Like, if you if there's anyone out there who really enjoys games, I would highly recommend getting into some sort of competitive game, whether it be like a first-person shooter or something. Something that makes you happy, something you can get together with the community because, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that share common interests, and it's always cool getting together with those people and just enjoying the game for what they are, you know. It's always a blast. But uh, other than that, man, I'm I'm hyped still from E3. There's so many good games that were announced. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about those tonight. Super pumped. But I mean, yeah. only one of them really matters. There is only there can only be one. Here we are. <laughs> Born well, to be kings. <laughs> well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to break off with a toast. Because it is officially Father's Day when we're recording. Oh, happy Father's Day. Yeah, happy Father's Day, brother. <laughs> so we're going to toast to Father's Day. And then after the toast, I've got some Suck Clan inductions. Oh, no. Mm. Here we go. Sounds like you're sucking it into a vacuum. God. <laughs> well, I'm having to use uh, my, my not-so-favorite mic tonight. Since uh, I'm having some some PC issues, PC bro, um, so it might sound like uh, 
my audio might sound a little weird tonight, and my uh, slurping might sound a little uh, a little condensed. Let's 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 try it again. Well, you sound good on my end. Oh, good. All right. Well, Suck Clan inductions for the night. So, yeah, you guys all know if you listen to the show for any amount of time, whether it be Remember the Loot or the uh, the much greater, better, completely different show, uh, the Loot Bros. Um, that I am not much for the multiplayer games, especially on the on the lines. And uh, I've been trying to turn over a new leaf. I, like I don't know. Here, past few months, I've decided I, I want to play games with people. I want to get game. I want to get platinums in games that uh, aren't necessarily you know single player only kind of uh, joints. So as I'm trying to spread my wings and be better. Uh, be better, be yeah. better. <laughs> I've been trying to get, you know what I'm saying, like freaking people to play games with me. And so last week in particular, I had, um, or not last week, it was probably the week before actually. This is a long overdue uh, Suck Clan induction. Because I had plans to play uh, Resident Evil 6 with someone in a, uh, I met in a video game, a, more a Resident Evil video game uh, Facebook group. Okay. That's not the only thing that we talk about in there, but like that was how I got invited, <laughs> and that's pretty much, you know what I'm saying? Like the that's, just. That's cool, because I left the Dark Souls Bloodborne group because like they refused to talk about Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Yeah. They were like, this is not a FromSoft group. This is a Bloodborne and Dark Souls only group. And I was like, peace. <laughs> you yeah, guys I, are crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, the th- uh, and, and you. The problems with these groups, man, is that, like, you got these little hall monitor admins in them that, like, oh, the God. only power they've ever had in their life is the power to ban somebody because they use someone's pronouns incorrectly or you may or may not have an opinion over whether or not gays should be in video games and blah, blah, blah. So this group is suffering from all the same thing all the other groups are suffering for. It's like you got some freaking hall monitors being just that. But... Every now and again, you find a group of people that you actually have, you know, some some like minded conversations with. And anyways, I set the time up to play uh, Resident Evil Six with this dude who's been asking me to play with him for a while. All right, so that was set up for we'll say Tuesday night. I think I believe it was Tuesday night, but for for argument's sake, just to make you know whatever. Well, then later on that week, I was supposed to play the division with this other guy. Um, he was in my Resident Evil boost group. He's from the UK. Or somewhere over there across the pond, there's a I think a 16 hour um, uh, time change. He's like 16 hours ahead of me, so you know we had to set it up to where I had to get up early one morning, and instead of going running like I've been doing for the past you know a little over a month now, I had to you know blow off my run so that I could uh, play games with you know, which is fine. I don't mind doing that every so often, and uh, freaking. Uh, so I had plans to do that and I forget what the other one was there was three different people long story short I know it's a lot to get to there was three different people that freaking blew me off all in the same week playing games oh man only two of them I can remember <laughs> I forget what the third one was are you I saying freaking... I'm gonna have to go out and buy Resident Evil 6 to play with you now you don't even have to buy it I own it more than I own more than one copy <laughs> PS4? yeah yeah well let's play I'll let you borrow. I got I got a digital and physical. 
So you hear me? Oh, I got, yeah. I got a digital and physical, so I can. Let's I do can this. Freaking let two people borrow copies. But yeah, so you know, Suck Clan inductions go to Tyrant Twenty Three and Jared Strife, Strife or Strith or whatever his freaking name is. Freaking for bailing on me, leaving me hanging. <laughs> I'm over here grinding out in the division, trying to get good. We award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Which I gotta say, speaking of the division. We're gonna move right on into what we've been playing in the old backlog beatdown, dude. I've been playing the division a little bit. I play. I know I was playing it last week when we were on the show together. I like it, man. It's good. Like it took me a little while to get into it. You know, like I wasn't really feeling it at first. Right. But I told you know somebody in my boost group that I'd play it with them, so I did it. And um, after about two or three hours, man, I was like, okay, I get this game, and it was actually like. The graphics are really good. The environments are awesome. Like going to Madison Square Garden was really cool. You know that, that was just it was a neat game, and so um, I've really enjoyed it. So I played a little bit of the division. According um, some, to everyone that I, I've spoken to about the division, it basically suffered from the same thing that most Ubisoft games suffer from, especially like competitive shooters, is the pre-update itis <laughs> yeah <laughs> where like when it launches it's very bare bones and it's like kind of uh, but then once they like get the update train going then it gets better and better and better just like siege yep. i mean siege is booming right now like it's it's a huge deal in the competitive shooter scene and that took a lot of updating but i mean it was worth it you know so yeah well and you know same thing goes with like uh games like the division it seems like the end game hasn't quite been there for people, so it suffered from that for a little while. But now, I mean, I don't know what the game was like at first because I didn't play enough of it to, to to know that kind of stuff. But, um, man, it's a great game. I like it a lot. I, I wish that people's heads weren't bullet sponges, that they actually, when you shot them in the head, that they died. But, you know. Yeah. The whole idea about that game is, you know, being a looter shooter is that you get more loot and you do more shoots. So, whatever. Um, I've been playing that. I uh, backlog beat down. I beat Uncharted Golden Abyss um, today, which is the third time, second or third time I beat the game. But I beat it on hard. So, I finally, I know last time we did a show, I talked about um, I was pretty close to the end. and, And I was. I only had, like, I think it ended up being four missions left. And unfortunately, on hard, that took longer than I anticipated. Um, Crushing is going to be a bear, but, you know, I'll kind of chip away at it. Um, There's been a bit of a Vita resurgence in the house. Uh, I ended up buying another Vita this week. (laughs) Resurgence? Yeah. (laughs) Never went anywhere. (laughs) Um. I gave my oldest a new Vita. Uh, it's a, it was an OLED, but it was basically brand new. Um, and so that the kids didn't have to share anymore because I, I have, there's five in the house now. Um, but one of them has like a jacked up um, D-pad and I need to take it apart and clean it out and all that stuff and I just haven't done it. Um, so I've been making the kids share two, you know, instead of having everyone having their own right now. And... Um, so I ended up getting another one so that the kids didn't have to have to share. And um uh so that's been nice. So we, we you know, been playing a lot of Vita in the house. Um 
I downloaded a game called 21 and 1, or it might be 23 and 1. I don't remember what I told you earlier, but either way, it's like 20 something games for in one bundle. Um, and there's like uh, several card games, like different versions of Solitaire and stuff like that, which I'm pretty excited about. I know that sounds kind of dorky, but I enjoy me some uh, some Solitaire. And I was thinking, man, play some Solitaire on the Vita? That sounds all right. <laughs> solitaire. Yeah, I know. I hadn't played Solitaire. What is this, this Compact 98? <laughs> that was what it made me think of. I was like, Solitaire? I haven't played that since, like, Windows 98. This is going to be awesome. You just so, want the trophies. Dirty trophy whore. I, I promise you. I hadn't even looked at them. Um, but you know even, they're there. Do what? We know what's going on, Daryl. You know they're there. I mean, they, I hope they're there, and I hope that there's actually a platinum. I doubt it, though. I doubt they're going to, I mean, I don't think any <laughs> of the games in this bundle have a platinum. No. I bet, like, every single one of those games will have a platinum, but, like, the indie games that we look forward to that get released don't. That's <laughs> yeah. just how it works. If four different versions of Solitaire have platinums, I'm going to be, uh, <laughs> I will be surprised. Um so yeah, and I picked up um, WWE 2K18, even though I said I wouldn't. I picked <laughs> it up, uh, so I have officially bought every single wrestling game that has ever come out. You bought that game for your kids. Even though I said that I wasn't going to. Well, the thing was, Noah got him a little summer job, uh, his first little summer job. Child labor. Yeah, and, I, and our neighbors went out of town, so they paid him you know, to go feed their cats and stuff. Um, and clean the litter box out while they were on and, vacation. And house sit. Yeah. <laughs> you got um, TV, you got cable, you got HBO, Cinemax. Yeah. <laughs> <Don't> do <laughs> Plenty of beer in the fridge. Um, Grab you a Stella. <laughs> uh, take it easy on the Mike's Hard, all right? <laughs> That's for the old lady. But ain't- I'll have a Mike's Hard lemonade. <laughs> Hold the bikes on. <laughs> um, but anyways, so uh, he, so I took him. To, he wanted to go to GameStop and look around. So I was like, okay. So he we went to GameStop and freaking while we're there shopping for him, I ended up buying myself wrestling. I just got this wild hair all of a sudden. I was like, you know what? I want to try two K eighteen out. I'm gonna make a bad decision. <laughs> well, I gotta say, finally, it's good. It's good. It's good. It, it's way faster. Um, the it's got some stuff that, that pisses me off still. But the controls are better than they have been. Like they're slowly but surely getting better. It's like they make one or two button changes every game that makes some some quality of life stuff better. Um, but overall, the game menus and stuff move faster because you know, starting with two K fifteen, that game was like a freaking slog, dude. It was like oh. Ugh. It was so crazy. But anyway, so um, the game moves faster. Game plays faster. It's better. Um, it has a just the roster is unfreaking believable. It is incredible how many people are in there. Um, the creator wrestler is fine. You know, I, like the community creations are what's best, you know, because you can download some really insane stuff. Um, but, you know, so me and the kids are playing the game, and I'm like, man, this is, this is pretty good. The options give you to turn the fatigue off, and it get, lets you change some of the, um, like, kickout and uh, uh, submission systems back. You know, and that was one of my issues with, um, you know, the, the last couple games is, like, they were 
you couldn't necessarily change that stuff. Uh, so in the like, there's like a um, fatigue mode was in a weight detection mode that you can change it to uh, arcade, which makes it like you know makes it fun. You you don't have so many restrictions. It's not it's not a wrestling simulator. It's actually a, a fun wrestling game. Um, so, anyways, kids and I played that. We we really enjoyed it. You know, so um, between uh, I didn't. I the only other thing I've played this week, and I played for a couple hours yesterday. Um, was is the Resident Evil remake, and yes, yeah, I did that because obviously remake two is Team Chris, out. Team Jill. Uh, I'm doing Team Chris. Uh, I looked at the trophy guide, and I was like, I'm gonna start the game over because uh, it's I, uh, getting acclimated with that game every time is is always like it trips me out. It's hard. It really is, and I don't it's remember stuff game. the way that I should. As many times I've beat that game in my life, like I have a hard time remembering stuff, and it trips me out that I freaking still can't remember it. Um, but so I went Team Chris, and I looked through, and the trophy guide says you know about twenty five hour platinum, and then you're gonna have to do about four playthroughs, unless you're a seasoned veteran and you just remember where everything's at. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and try to platinum this game like super fast. I'm just going to chip away at it, uh, and I'm going to enjoy it. So I picked Chris. I put it on um, one of the easier difficulties um, so that I can – one of the trophies. There's several trophies that pretty much almost require a playthrough, and you can stack some of them, but it just it just seems a little unrealistic unless you are fresh on the game, which I'm not. And, uh, yeah. So one of the trophies, it, it tells you to stack the uh, knife trophy and the no save trophy. You know, so it's like if you're going to do a knife run, you're gonna you're basically going to play the game. Um, that's like and a speed run. So you're you're basically going to play the game, do as minimal stuff as possible, um, not save and just go. So, um, yeah. basically, and there's another one for like checking every single room in every building, you know, through the whole game or whatever. And I'm like, well, I'm going to stack the knife run and the save run. But, as well. but doing the every single building or excuse me, every single room, like I thought to myself, I was like, that's a good way to get acclimated with the game again is drop it to easier difficulty, check every single nook and cranny you know, and figure the game out and figure the layouts out again. So that's what I did. I'm try. I'm just gonna play through it. You know, try to remember everything. And it's crazy how much stuff I don't remember and how many things that I remember from the original game that aren't that the that has changed. Yeah, they changed a lot. And and like with with Resident Evil Eight Remake, like I've played this game to completion and gotten everything. Um, and I still don't remember it. Like it blows my mind how much stuff I've forgotten. Well, it's a pretty big like mansion here exploring Um, so the thing that got me about the speed run because i had tried to like i wasn't trying to break records or nothing (laughs) there's no way but like i was watching speed run videos just to kind of help me progress through the game quickly and maybe get a few trophies on the way and there's a lot of little things you have to do so perfect like one of the things that kept killing me was or not necessarily killing me, but it was just slowing me down and irritating me. It was when you go out into the balcony to blow the dog whistle, yeah, to get the key from the dog, and you have to like, 
in a certain spot, and you ha- you have to shoot him just right, so he doesn't like bum rush you, you know. Yeah. And and take a bunch of your health. So that was that part was aggravating. Like I can never get that part right. Um, but then you have to remember like what weapons to take with you for this, you know. Like it's it's tough. It's a lot to remember. A lot of little things to remember. Um, and it's hard running by like an herb and not picking it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's always what got me. Go crazy. I know. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much it. Uh, I did want to say one thing just real quick about the twenty-three and one game uh, bundle that I bought on the Vita. Uh, it was on sale uh, for like four dollars, um, and the game Alien Shooter is in it. Uh, and I, my kids have been playing like uh, Doodle God and Doodle Kingdom and and stuff like that, and they're sitting there playing that game beside me, and I'm watching them. And I was like, man, that's really cool. Um, I decided to play, and I'm playing right now, um, uh, Alien Shooter, and it's a game that I've had my wish list for a while, but I didn't want to pay 10 or $15 for it, whatever it ended up being, uh, on the PlayStation Store just because I didn't know what it was. I'm really glad that I got it because it is a twin-stick shooter. It's like an isometric twin-stick shooter, um, but it reminds me so much of the old game uh, Project Overkill. And I know we were talking about that before the show, um, yeah. But if anyone here has listened to the to the show and you've ever played the game Project Overkill on PS1, that is basically what this game is. You get hordes and hordes of aliens coming at you and you shoot them and when they die, their bodies fall on the ground and then a giant blood splat like is right there where they're at and it all stays there. And like there's literally there a hundred aliens on the screen right now. And I'm it, so my screen's just getting more and more. I mean, the floor is just basically red by the time I'm done. Uh, a very neat game. Uh, and, it, and like I said, I started popping some some mad trophies right in the beginning. I'm gonna try to keep my trophy popping to a minimum on the show just to make editing easier. Uh, but I cannot be held responsible if there is dubstep on this episode. <laughs> so that's it for me, man. Like I just, just- uh, I've been trying to. I've been trying to go through my list of games, and uh, I know Tanner posted his list in the Facebook group, and I'm going to do the same thing, uh, kind of make a top ten list of games that I'm aiming to beat. Um, and so, uh, I really, one of my things I wanted to do was I wanted to get all of the Uncharted Platinums, and I've been chipping away at Golden Abyss. Heck yeah. And, and that one, it just, ugh, the the trophies in that game, man. The treasures in the game are just—it's annoying how many there Those are. Those are difficult games on harder difficulties. They too. are like yeah, AI is relentless. Like I like I've told a story before. Like Uncharted Three, I struggled with the AI a lot. Like it was—they <laughs> were brutal, and I didn't even play on the hardest difficulty. Yeah, I don't know if it was just uh, me just trying to push through the game to to finish them or what, but nah, you pretty much. Like, I, I joked, and I said, beating Uncharted 2 on Crushing, I said I, I thought I died more on that game than you guys did in uh, Bloodborne. Like, you die so much. Like, I died a lot on yeah. on hard on, on Golden Abyss today, and it was just like, I rolled my eyes because I'm like, yep, this is that point in the game where you're get, you're just getting hit with a lot of stuff, and you're just going to die. Like, you just can't even not do it. <laughs> so. This was like this was one of my experiences on normal difficulty on Uncharted 3, okay? I'm in a courtyard. I get behind cover. I have a guy in the distance shooting at me, laying down suppressive fire. I have a guy bum-rushing me from the side with a shotgun. 
simultaneously someone throws a grenade. Yep. <laughs> so I have very little options. One, I could like maybe try to roll back and eat a shotgun shell and take cover for safety, which that's probably what I ended up doing. I could maybe try to bum rush him and, and risk getting killed instantly. I could like, I don't know, try to take out the dude who's laying down with cover fire and maybe move to the other side of the courtyard. I don't know. All I remember is that part irritating me so much because I was like, this doesn't have to be this hard because it was stupid. It was like the AI didn't act like normal AI would, you know, like yeah. they didn't, they weren't, they weren't taking cover and we weren't like exchanging bullets. It was like, there he is. <laughs> Get him. And they all just like rushed me. And it's like, we see you through all of your cover. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it, there's definitely some, uh, <sighs> Like some difficulty spikes that are just ridiculous in that game, in all the Uncharted games. I remember playing Uncharted two, and I took cover, and it was like the dude shot my foot, and I died. I'm like, I wasn't even hit yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't see me. I was like, it's I like wasn't even aggro. <laughs> yeah. But um, but it is. What what you been playing, man? I t- I talked longer than I planned on. Uh, dude, nothing's really changed. This is the last time. Uh, well, I mean, I, I recorded an episode of Trivia Whores the other day and on the show, and I talked about I was playing uh, Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. Yeah. Revisiting those games have been a blast. Um, it's a really neat game. I mean, it's only 40 bucks, so it'll probably go on sale sometime in the near future. So anyone who's a big fighting game fan and enjoys the history of Street Fighter has been as big of a fan as I have. It's definitely a good buy. Um, and Final Fantasy IX, which I need to jump back into. I've been playing a lot of fighting games the past couple weeks just because I had, like, two locals that I went to and I yeah. just wanted to stay fresh. But uh, I think I'm going to take this week and jump back into Final Fantasy IX so I can finish it. It's a good game. Um, a lot of Final Fantasy fans consider it the best. I didn't um, play nine. I played I, – I, I, I liked eight so much. When I was when it came out when I was younger, that yeah. uh, I liked the fact that in eight everyone was like older and like looked more realistic. You're right. Well, this one's like a more of a, more of a hybrid of like seven and eight. Yeah. <laughs> because you have you have you have some characters that are like you know kind of short and they're not really blocky because the graphics in the game are actually pretty good for its time. Yeah. You know, like the character design is good. I should say. Um, just more if you like your chibi anime kind of stuff, yeah. you know, but <clears throat> still good. And the characters are cool. Um, I really like this one a lot because I feel like each character in this game have their own roles, you know, and that's like one of the things I really didn't like about seven. Maybe I was just doing it wrong. I don't know, but there was like a material system that allowed you to basically assign a role to any character. So like you could make this person be, you know, have, or be a healer, you know, and and it sounds cool, but at the same time, I kind of like the idea of having like you know this person's strictly black magic, this person's white magic, and you can kind of assign roles from there. Um, so that's that's cool. Uh, I'm enjoying the game a lot. The story's really good. Uh, I mean, I say Final Fan, some Final Fantasy fans consider it the best, but I mean at the same time, it's it's kind of like a toss up between six, maybe like four, six, seven, and nine. You know, those four there are kind of like the Definitive Final Fantasy games yeah. that people talk about a lot, um, but I'm with you though. Like eight was pretty cool. 
I liked Aiden. Oh, had a cool, had cool characters. Yeah, definitely. I, I, Squall I for, was a cool character. I forgot. I've been playing Seven this week, but not like hardcore playing. Like uh, I, I was playing it while I was on the treadmill, and I've been trying the entire time. I, I try when I get on the treadmill to to pick up a game, something that I can actually play. You know, while I'm jogging. And it's tough because you can't, it's really hard to play a game and jog. It really throws your equilibrium off. So you have to be like, you know, very selective. And I've been playing like Telltale games, but I got 99 Platinums. And I don't want number 100 just to be a Telltale game. Like, number 100 is going to be Resident Evil 1 or God of War, whichever one I finished, you know, do the Platinum first. And that basically depends on what room I'm in, for, you know, because of what system I use. So I've been playing seven, Final Fantasy seven, because it's you know fixed camera, um, you, lots of dialogue, so lots of one button responses, you know, for a while. Right. And um, so I've been playing that while I'm on the treadmill. So I haven't really gone anywhere with it, you know. Like I'm, uh, I, I just got my um, went through the tutorial to do my material upgrade stuff yeah so and that tells you how far i'm at I'm like <laughs> i got you yeah it's only a lot i think it's like three or four hours but you know it's, it only took me like 16 years to get into that game <laughs> yeah well, like i've owned it i've owned it on playstation one for years and i've tried to get into it so many times but when i think what really helped me get into it was when they re- released it on ps4 because you have the the fast forward the, motion or options yeah the the three times speed. Mode. Yeah, that's like, what I'm using. I, I call it grind mode because it's basically what you're doing is you you slap that baby on and then you go run around in the field and every time a monster pops up you just press X a bunch. Yeah, and you level up and it's great. It's <laughs> exactly what I do. It's exactly what I do in Final Fantasy Nine, and uh, it's amazing because you get you know you level up in half the time and then you can go continue on the game and the game's not as challenging because that's what that's what old school like RPGs were all about dude like putting the time in to grind and, and level up to get stronger yep you know like you, the more time you put into it the more it rewards you and I, I can't stand those games where the enemies scale with you yeah because then it's like well, that what's the, the point yes yes yeah. and, and to an extent there were there were a lot of sections in God of War like that that sucks like I mean it, it, most games are like that, you know. It's like you don't ever get be level ninety nine, and then you just randomly walk into a level uh, area with a bunch of level fives. Yeah, you know, like most games have scaling enemies, and I know a lot of games. It's like, well, by the time you get to the, your level, these are the enemies that you're going to be facing because of where you're at in the game. But it's like, it seemed to me like, and it might just be the, the way I played God of War. It was like I basically I never found anybody under level. It was always right. a level ahead of me. But, anyways. But, yeah, I'm playing uh, Final Fantasy VII as well. And I'm going I'm to chip cool. away at it. I'm going to play it in the morning when I get up and run, which technically is only five hours from now. So I, right. I may skip my run in the morning and do it in the evening. I think I have a little bit of time before we get some big releases coming out. Could be wrong. But I want to take some time and, like, finish them on my, my backlog, too. Like, uh... I'm actually looking down at my shelf right now. Neo staring me right in the face. Yeah, I, want, I gotta finish that because they got it. They just announced the second one. Yep, and that's a good game. And then 
I don't want to get caught playing a Samurai Dark Souls when there's another Samurai Dark Souls coming out. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I guess let's go ahead and... Uh, oh, one, before we go too far, um, I was going to say let's get into all that good stuff because we've been sitting here rambling. Uh, but I have to announce the uh, Loot Bros leaderboard on truetrophies.com, which, Frosty, you still have not joined. Now, Now's actually a good time. I I always forget. Yeah, yeah. Yep. TrueTrophies.com. You just go on there. It is a great trophy tracking, um, PlayStation News website. Like they have everything. Um, it's a, it's a pretty sweet little site. I like it. Uh, friend of the show, John Tancredi, um, introduced me to it. And uh, if you're interested in the things that are trophies, um. This is, a, like I said, a good website uh, to keep up with that stuff. They do other things as well. Um, but they allowed us to create a leaderboard. And on said leaderboard, um, you it keeps up with your trophies. And it resets every seven days. Or it basically calculates whatever you're looking at from the seven days prior. Um, so what we do each week is we like to go to the leaderboard and see who uh, out of our community is in the top three of earning trophies. Um, this, I, I said last week that I didn't even have a close second, and I didn't. I was had 70-some-odd trophies um, by the time we did the show and was just totally just, just kicking everybody's butt. Um, so, friend of the show, that one, Steven Seagal, <laughs> decided he'd take it upon himself to trophy stack platinums and just blow through some games. So, John Tancredi, Dat One Seagull, is in first place with 122 pl- uh, trophies. Good lord. Yes, in seven days. You're getting waxed, man. Oh, I'm getting hosed because I barely played in the past seven days. And the <laughs> games I decided to play were freaking Resident Evil and The Division. <laughs> So I ain't getting oh, no trophies for those. Um, but yeah, um, he got, oh, gosh, at least six platinums, maybe more. Um, I didn't, I didn't count before I did this. I'm just looking at the at the score. Um, second place would be Tricky Mick with 23 trophies. So he, so Tancredi, uh, that one Seagal is basically a hundred trophies ahead of the competition. Mm. And then it's killing it. And then I'm in third place, Resident Daryl with 17. Which, <laughs> if I sink my trophies right now, that would be 20 because I've got three on my Vita that I haven't synced yet. But you know, according to the thing, 17. <laughs> who's, who's counting? <laughs> yeah, what does it matter when you're getting smoked? You're getting waxed. Yeah. So yeah, congratulations, uh, that one Seagull. That's my Steven Seagull neck. That's awesome. Voice. I also forgot to mention that. Uh, I did download the free version of Black Ops Three. Oh, that and that campaign is co-op. I didn't know that. Yep, it has, that game has a co-op or has a, a campaign. <laughs> yeah, and it's a it's a wild campaign. I don't know, I'm not going to say it's a great campaign, but it's wild. I um, yeah, I jumped on, hopped into a few multiplayer matches. It was, yeah, it was okay. It was Call of Duty. Like I, I remember now why I stopped playing. I will tell you that, you know, uh, cause like I didn't, I didn't suck. Like I didn't, 
I, I held my own, you know. It's a funny story, actually. One of the guys in the room, who I muted, because I always mute people when I go into these chat rooms, because they're just toxic. They're awful people. But uh, <laughs> I go in there, and this guy's talking junk about all the low ranks. And I guess it's people who just downloaded the game for free, yeah. you know. And I was one of them. And uh, this dude's like a level 100-something. I don't even know what, he, what his, his level cap was, but... I muted him, and then, and I was on his team too. So he's talking junk about me. I'm on his team, and uh, I proceeded to come in first place. <laughs> 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 so I just I love situations like that. It's, it's hilarious, but it's a pretty cool game. It's Call of Duty. It's fun, fast-paced shooter. I'll probably beat the campaign and delete it. Like, just to be honest. Like, I don't have time to get back Call of Duty. It's cool comfort food at times but i just it's not for me yeah it's cool that it's free heck yeah you can't beat that 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 is um how you know that the deal between um playstation and uh, activision is a good deal it's a good deal for us you know because we just got a free game a free call of duty um it to help hype you know that call of duty black ops 4 which is crazy because we've never gotten a call of duty for free for ps plus yeah, so we got a free um, Call of Duty PS well, game. They have so freaking many of them. Might as well. And we get a new one every year. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's that's kind of depressing because it's like we want to go back to World War Two roots. Okay, you got it, and they do it, and it's like, oh, that's so cool. And a year later, it's like here's a new Call of Duty to take your mind off of World War Two. It's like, oh. Well, I've always okay. said this is what they need to do. They need to have one team that does old Call of Duty, one team that does modern Call of Duty, and the other team that does the future duty. Because every year the different teams... Future get, duty, that's me after Taco Bell. Yeah, there you go. Every every year, you know what I'm saying, you got a duty coming out. So it makes sense to me. It's like, okay, you want to mess uh, switch up your formula, freaking every you know team tackle a different era, you know? And it doesn't it doesn't have to be World War Two every time. It could be World War One, World War Two, uh Vietnam War, Korean War, you know what I'm saying? Like They sending me to Vietnam. Spartan War. Oh gosh. So put a little ACOG scope on your <laughs> your sword. Yeah. <laughs> I gave him a no scope with my sword with my spear. No scope, no scope, three sixty. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, I'm done. All right, you ready to do this? Uh, you ready to talk about E3? Let's do it. Let's talk about good games. So this is technically this week's official topic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> time for some twat. All right, jumping into this. Uh, E3 was. Um, it was video game Christmas. Yep, always is. Uh, despite what the community says, like I've learned to like during anything that you, any big event like this, you have to like stay away from social media because <laughs> social media is so toxic, man. And I mean, whether it's YouTube or like Facebook, cause like after E3 or even during E3, like the comments and stuff that I was reading was just awful. Like blasting the show to my house is like the worst E3 ever. And 
I'm disappointed in this. I'm disappointed in that. And like, I get it. You know, like I don't understand what people are looking for at E3 anymore. Like, what do you, what do you want from E3? You know, because I personally think it was awesome. I thought they showed, they made a lot of announcements and stuff that people have been waiting for, you know, like sure. It kind of sucked that there were some announcements that were just maybe a little too early, you know, and I guess we can get into that, you know, like Bethesda, for instance, had a lot of what, a lot of fluff, I guess, yeah. to kind of piggyback off of a term I heard from Colin Moriarty. Bethesda had a lot of fluff in their conference. It was like they had a Rage demo and then they had a lot of Fallout, which is cool. You know, people like Fallout. And then they announced like a new Doom, no gameplay footage, a new Elder Scrolls right at the end where it's like, here's a mountain you know, with some OST yeah. in the background, familiar OST in the background, and then the logo, and that's it. And it's like, you know, we we knew that you were going to be working on the Elder Scrolls, but I kind of would have rather them, you know, wait until you had something. You know, like like where's it gonna, where's the game gonna take place? You know, when does it take place? Yeah. Give us something more of that, you know. Well, you know, they got... But it's still exciting. Like, it, the E3 is all about hype. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the hype is on. I mean, like, like people are excited, and they know it's real now. But, you know, it's one of those things to where you can't do the same thing every every year. So I imagine, and I'm sure that PlayStation is getting caught up in the same, you know, stuff. Is like, what do you do to change it up? Well, last year we did... You know, or the year before, it was everything's coming out in the next six months. You know, or the, maybe the past two years has been like, you know, whatever. And then this year, it's like, okay, now we're going to show you what the long term is. Maybe all of our six month games are out because it takes, you know, three to 15 years to make a game. Um, Kingdom Hearts. So it's huh. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, these people are. It might maybe maybe it's like a, we don't have anything, but we, we here's the roadmap. You know, here's where we know where we're going. So I I don't mind. Like I I agree with what you're saying. Like I don't understand what people want either because it's like if they announce things that are t- really far out, then people get butthurt, right? If they announce things, it's like it's crazy because when you, when people have a conference, this is what this is exactly how it works. Um, they didn't show any games. Well, because the games that they have are so far away. Then when they show their games or whatever, it's like, well, I want to know what's coming. They didn't show the game I want. I want to know what's coming down the road. Yeah. You know? And it's like, well, wait a minute. You didn't. You don't like when they show you games that are three years out. So what if they don't have anything that's, you know, today or tomorrow? Yeah. They got to realize, too, like, these companies are constantly working. They're constantly brainstorming and working. Like... There's times where games get completely like scrapped and they start over, you know. Yep. Or they'll come up with a with a concept of something and then completely start over, you know. Um, I actually posted an article in our group today that Final Fantasy is per IGN. Final Fantasy VII remake has finally moved beyond early concept stages. Yeah, I saw that. Like how how long has that game been, you know? in development and people are dying to see more on it, but it's going to be a while, you know, like just buckle in and just wait because <laughs> it's going to be a while. You know, um, there was an article that came out a while back. I, I'd probably say about six to eight months ago 
that maybe maybe earlier than that that the the Final Fantasy VII remake. I keep wanting to say Resident Evil. The Final Fantasy VII remake, um, as they were working on it, didn't they like get get scrapped? And yeah, they, they had, had they other, had a they had a whole other team. Yeah, like, they had a, they had a something? different team. It wasn't it wasn't the the main proper team. It was yeah. you know the team that they had somebody else working on it, and then basically they freaking scrapped the whole thing, and they scrapped like it got a new director and everything in the middle of the game. Or the, where yeah. from wherever they're at right now. So right, don't get excited about that game. That's gonna that's gonna be we. we but you know what? <laughs> Actually, the I heard the main director of the remake yeah. is none other than the same guy who's directing Kingdom Hearts. Right, 3. right. So yeah. buckle in, boys. It's gonna be a long ride. Yeah, don't get excited. You know, <laughs> like just freaking take it in stride, and you'll get it when you get it. Yeah. And I'm sure the game's going to be cool, you know. A lot of people complaining about them changing the gameplay or whatever, but I like when they mix things up, oh, yeah. you know. Like, like the changes they're making in Resident Evil 2, I think, is oh, fantastic. Gosh, that game looks good, dude. Be- because I remember the jump from Resident Evil to Resident Evil Remake and how they would added little things here and there, you know, like walking down the hallway and, like, this hunter would jump out in like an area that he necessarily wasn't in before oh, yeah. you know like the main like the back hallway where you first encounter the zombie yeah the head turn like that hallway there later on in the remake as you progress you're running down the hall and a liquor just bust out the door you know a hunter was it or hunters yeah like it wasn't that wasn't in the original game you know a little stuff like that they added yep. or, so or even the, now when you like walk by a door and then all of a sudden it shakes like something beat butted up against it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. Like yeah, modernize the game, dude. Make make Final Fantasy VII great again, you know. Yeah. Well, let's freaking let's see what they can do with it because it, the HD remake of Resident Evil and the Resident Evil Two remake, from what we can tell. But plus, Prime a Cloud is such a Cloud and Tifa and Barrett. Like they're all such really cool characters. Like. Do you really want to just sit there and press X the whole time? No, I don't. Like, I would love, like, giving Cloud his ability to, like, show us what he can do in combat, you know? Like, that's what I want. You know, like, I've, I've played the original Final Fantasy. I want to revisit that universe, but in a different light. Heck yeah, dude. So, that's just my take on it. Like, it's a cool universe. We need to enjoy it. We need to appreciate the fact that they're even redoing it. <laughs> yeah. So, but that... You know, I, kind of, I know we kind of went down a rabbit hole there, but it, it all goes back to E3 and how, like, you know, what's it going to take to make people happy? You know, like, what's it? Like, <laughs> I made this joke about how, like, gamers want, like, every perfect game ever to be announced while simultaneously being jerked, like, digitally jerked off by <laughs> these companies. <laughs> like, they want to put on VR sex helmets and <laughs> be st- <laughs> stimulated as they watch E3. And that's just not going to happen. Well, it might, but the past is the past. The future's now. Yep. E3 has come and gone, and there was a lot of games announced. Yep, there's some good stuff on there. So we're going to talk about some of these games. But first, I want to shot out of a cannon, Daryl. Okay. What comp- What single company? doesn't have to be like a main company at the show. Like It doesn't have to be Bethesda or whatever. Like if there's one company that really impressed you at the show, who was it? 
Um, I gotta say Microsoft. Um, not, not because they showed the best games, because I don't think they did. Uh, I just felt like the overall presentation of their conference was the best. Um, from the pacing to the presentation, like, it was clean. Like, I, I really like their stage setups. Like, it is sharp and clean and just, like, it's just, I don't know, it just screams, like, I need something new, like, right now, you know? Like, their stage setups um, are just exciting. Like, it's just very, very cool. It's like, like, I know they usually show a car. This year they didn't. But usually, like, I watch Microsoft's conference. I'm like, I need a new car. Like, there's something about, like, their <laughs> their presentations. It's just like, man, this is just, I need something new, like, right now. I need a new car. <laughs> but, like. <coughs> Today. But, like, I watched most of the conferences. Um, this, by far, has, the, uh, this year, I had the worst experience with E3 ever. Um, my, my internet just decided to flake out on me in the middle of the Sony conference. Um, and then missing the, uh, Resident Evil remake trailer live. Oh my gosh. But, um, you know, I went back and I got to watch it. It was whatever. But it just, in the moment I missed it and then it was spoiled for me. (laughs) You're not excited anymore. Canceling pre-order. It hurt. It did. It was like, you know what? This is the, this is my thing. This is the, this is the last game I'll ever buy because I won't need another one. Um. you instantly turned into the comic book guy from Simpsons. Yep. <laughs> Worst E3 ever. <laughs> but um, I got to say, Microsoft was the best. And it, like I said, presentation and pacing it was why. Um, they showed their roadmap. They came out swinging. I've been saying it, you know, really for years that they've got to do something. they got to do something. Like, they don't have any games. They don't have any games. They don't have any studios. Um, and... and you know they they did what they had to do. They did what I said to you guys. They had to do. They had to show gears. They had to show Halo, and then they got to show as much stuff as they can get their hands on. Yeah. Oh, buying uh, Ninja Theory was a big deal. Uh, that was the biggest part of their conference, in my opinion. Like, sure, Halo and a new Halo engine is cool. You know that Slipstream or Slip, you know whatever Slip whatever yeah. engine. Um, showing that what was really neat was it was like a thirty second trailer, but. It was it was showed uh, a group of guys who look like Spartans. It showed Master Chief, and they're on a ring. You know, they're yeah. on a Halo ring. So like that was cool. You know, like that was that was they that was a uh, you're giving me a lot of information, and it was all the things that I think that it needed to be. Um, the Gears games was cool, but the biggest announcement they made, in my opinion, was the Gears of War pops. That was that was neat. <laughs> But like um, the best announcement they made was they they were buying Ninja Theory, you know. Like I, I I've been shouting to the freaking the roof, man. It's like Hellblade is amazing, and that was a game that they independently funded and 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 did. I want to say they published it themselves as well. Um, so for all intents yeah. and purposes, that's a triple A indie game. Yeah, and it's smart too purchasing them after the hype of Hellblade mm-hmm. and how Hellblade was like. Not only nominated, but winner of multiple awards. Yep, I mean lots at the of game awards. awards. So, yep. that, I mean that's a good move, you know. And I also thought it was interesting too, showing Devil May Cry Five at their conference yep. and announcing purchasing Ninja Theory when Ninja Theory had done the last DMC game yep. and it might not have been necessarily met with fan praise. 
like critically yeah. you know people liked it um wasn't necessarily a bad game you know in it their eyes fine. i played it on ps3 <clears throat> i thought it was fine it just i don't know like um i wasn't really was, digging the dude's attitude you know yeah and i i didn't finish the game like i still it's yeah. on my list <laughs> of games to finish Everyone took that game super personal too, because like the scene where the wig falls on his head and he's like, "Not in a million years" or whatever. Yeah. Like everyone was like, what "The f does that mean?" Yeah. And they were trying to be cute, you know what I'm saying? Like, they talking were trying to, to be funny, but You're talking to me. It's weird how yeah. people took like how people react to that game, and I don't really feel like Devil May Cry is this huge series that people latch onto. You know, like I'm a huge fan, but. It, yeah, it's it's Capcom, dude. Like, we want to see Capcom great again, and I think this show really, really spoke volumes to Capcom fans. Oh yeah, because Capcom's been—I will say this—Capcom's been killing it on every front, but the fighting game yeah. scene right now. Like, they're not doing terrible, but they're not doing like the the best thing about them is the their involvement in esports, like with games like Street Fighter Five, because. You know, they're getting a lot of money from these events. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and that's that's good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <clears throat> people are supporting it. You know, um, and that's awesome. Like we we need to keep Capcom relevant, but at the same time, though, people are upset with you know the actual games themselves. But like when they have games like Resident Evil Seven, they have Resident Evil Remake, Remake Two coming. Uh, Monster Hunter not only did it sell astronomically well i think it was capcom's best-selling game yep, ever best selling game of all time now um but they also have uh devil may cry 5 on the way yep you know um back in the hands of its rightful owners and it was interesting because i was watching the gameplay footage of the game it was a uh, gameplay slash interview with hideki utsuno yeah and he at the very end of the 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 little trailer or whatever he said oh one last message to the fans uh, Devil May Cry 5 will beyond exceed your expectations or something. And a lot of fans took that as maybe like a an inverted apology from Capcom for some of the things they've been doing. Oh, we have Mega Man 11 coming too. Yep. So, so they haven't forgotten about the Blue Bomber. So <clears throat> they're doing a lot of great things. It's a great time to like be supportive and back Capcom, you know, because like they're, uh, a lot of people agree that maybe they should outsource their fighting games. To like, you know, like I would be down for seeing them maybe outsource, you know, or maybe not so much outsource, but just hire a, a competent team to handle them, you know? Well, the thing is this, it's like, it's like if they would just handle the marketing better, um, because yeah. the games aren't bad. Like I played Street Fighter at release and I thought it was good, um, it was the worst real, worst Street Fighter release ever, and that's that sucks, man. But the game still played good, you know? Like, sure, it was missing content, which tells yeah. me they launched it super early. Uh, and there's, you know, in fighting games across the board, the whole give you a crappy roster and then charge you for the rest later, it's, you know, every game yeah. or every genre seems to go through, like, this how do we make more money off of it phase? And it's like, we got to figure it out and then it doesn't work. And then everybody, I don't know, man. I don't know why it's like the games go through these stupid phases, but 
Yeah. You know, what they did was the same thing Killer Instinct did, was the same thing Injustice did, was the same thing that Dead or Alive did. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like the bones of the game are good. You know, the bones of Marvel versus Capcom Infinite are good. I stand by the fact that, that game plays very it well. It does. And so what I don't like, I just. Max. Go ahead. Maximilian, the uh, big streamer I watch, big fighting game streamer. He uh, he got a lot of crap because he actually made a video talking about how much he liked Infinite, and people were like, "Oh, you're just a big Capcom shill." And he's like, "No, this game's mechanics are great. Like the two v two tag system is amazing." He said the problem is Capcom's PR, the marketing for this game was bad. The roster is basically rinse and repeat, minus a few characters, and now it's even worse because player base has dropped off tremendously because of such a you know the vocal minority and Capcom's mishaps and it's gotten to a point where like Capcom had this whole like DLC roadmap plan for this game and we haven't heard a peep out of them because like you get on PC right now and trying to play there's maybe 20 people playing 20 not 20,000 20 people yeah that's crazy and that's insane especially given the fact that like Marvel is such a huge deal right now you know Capcom's still making a lot of buzz in the gaming world. Like, you know. Yeah. Like I said, I feel I feel like the games are good. They just need someone else in charge of, you know, pushing these games. Because yeah. I don't feel like Capcom really makes bad games. Um, Like, I guess the worst one that comes to my mind is Resident Evil 6. And it's really not that bad. It's just the worst Resident Evil. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's some side stories that are side uh, ones that kind of sucked a little bit. Like Umbrella Cord technically is worse, but the bones of it are still pretty good. Like it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it, I feel like <laughs> I try not to listen to the the Twitter kids. You know what I'm saying? Like the Facebook. <laughs> you you yeah. just can't. You have to tune them out. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't really. It's crazy. You can't really trust people's opinion on games anymore. Like before stuff's out, they, they, they the, you know, like some of these games are DOA and people haven't even played them. Yeah, it's just like the conversation I had with the guy the night about you know, about that. You know, like people were. You're talking about how people were upset with the scene and on how things are going, and I'm like, I told him I was like, dude, this is a game, like. You're playing it to, to enjoy it. Like, if you don't enjoy it, play something else. You know? I'm saying. And if, if you do enjoy it, support it. You know? And like it. And get other other people who... Because there's a ton of people out there who enjoy this game. You know? Like, I told them, you know, we ha- we finally have a good 2D Dragon Ball fighting game. I will support it till either it dies or we get a sequel. An inevitable sequel. You know? Like, I bought the first season pass still have four characters on the way and they'll probably release the season two and I'll probably buy it. <laughs> I enjoy this game a lot, you know. It's a game. Like you gotta you gotta learn to have fun with yep. it. You know, you gotta learn to you know, a lot of people too will say like if somebody gets hyped, they'll try to kill your hype, you know? Yeah. And that happens a lot around E three too. Where it's like, you know, but they show Death Stranding and everyone's like, Oh, what is it? Oh, I'm not interested. Oh, Kojima, oh I'm like, Kojima is a He's a genius. Yeah, like, he is. I don't mean to sound like a fanboy, but 
as far as his marketing, he's always been a genius at marketing. You can go back and watch the metal, the, all the Metal Gear trailers, especially the yep. one for four when the PS3 first came out. Oh man, you thought you were watching a trailer for a first-person game, yeah. and then it was it was Metal Gear Solid Four, you know. Yep. And um, people act like this is this is new. Like it, what's killing me is like people who act like they freaking they don't even know like anything about the guy. They're like, I just don't understand. Why can't we just get gameplay? Why can't we just get blah blah? blah? Because it's Kojima. He's always done this. Like go like and people are like the only thing he's ever done is Metal Gear Solid. Uh, not true. Like he did Police Nuts. He did um Zone of the Zone Avengers. Fantastic game. Or go watch a documentary on the guy. Like the man was basically he basically went from like almost getting fired from the video game industry to becoming an a legend, an yep. icon. <laughs> you know, like he's he's awesome you know like he's an artist he's got influences from western and eastern cultures you know like how we have people here now who grow up watching anime he grew up watching western movies you know and sci-fi movies from america yeah so it's like he's got the best of both worlds you know and i just think it's great he's a cool guy and uh he's, he's done a lot for the industry you know but people just want to crap on him just because they think they're so edgy <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not trying to fanboy here, but it's like, quit being, try, quit trying to be so edgy. You look stupid. It's like, just enjoy it. Like, let's enjoy this. Let's enjoy the fact there's Devil May Cry Five coming out. Yeah, it has Nero. Guess what? Res, uh, God money. Just keep talking about. I might as well say Resident Evil, right? Evil. Devil May. Yeah, let's do the only it. Only game that matters. Um, like, yeah, Devil May Cry Five has Nero in it. But guess what? Nero was awesome in four. He was a great character. Yep. And he's back. And this game looks and fantastic. He's got the, and I'm, the freaking motorcycle handle on his on his gun on his, on his gun sword again. <laughs> My devil trigger. <laughs> Dude, I could listen to music from that game all day. Dude. I'm gonna go download the soundtrack. Right all right, now. but yeah, like I guess getting back to what I said, uh, uh I thought Microsoft's conference was good. I thought they did a good job um showing off games. Uh, it was cool. I like PlayStations. It would be a good second place for me. Um, they showed a ton of games. They did some deep dives. Uh, they showed the big four like they said they were going to. I got to take um, uh, points off for the uh, the gross kiss. Um, <laughs> four out of ten, too much kissing. Um, <laughs> too much water kissing. Uh but uh, I mean, it was it was good, man. And that freaking there was there was Resident Evil Two remake, obviously top like game of the show. Like you, you're not gonna impress me anymore. Um, Spider Man looked a uh, freaking amazing, dude. Oh my gosh, that game looks good. I haven't seen much on that game, and I kind of want to keep it that way until I'm ready to buy oh, it. Oh, dude! So that way, it, so that way, I'm kind of like you know in the dark. Yeah, that game looks amazing. Which I'm which is hard so to do. Excited. Um, and then Control, uh, which is a good time to bring that up. So, Remedy, the studio that made the original Max Payne's and then made the Alan Wake series. Who, yes. And they most recently made Quantum Break, the exclusive for um, for Xbox. 
they made a game that uh, they're making a game called Control, and it's a third-person action-based sci-fi shooter. Um, and it, it, the trailer showed right before the Resident Evil Two remake trailer showed. It looks awesome. It, I don't know if you remember, but it had the girl with the the gun that changed shapes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I saw Control. Oh my gosh, dude, that game looks so looks freaking cool. good. I saw it. It looks really She's cool. She's like levitating and shooting their little, you know, like power beams, whatever. And um, it looks like what they wanted Quantum Break to be, possibly, but maybe it had to, it just didn't come together. I don't know. Um, but anyways, that studio Remedy is has been working with Microsoft exclusively for the past several years. And they said after Quantum Break didn't do so hot that they were going to... Uh, <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> well, they said they were going to be multi-platform, you know? And I'm not saying they're, yeah. they're multi-platform because of Quantum Break, but it, it just sounded like that they, you know, by the time that game didn't do so hot that they were, you know, moving on. You know for... you you got to know that that Microsoft offered to buy them like if they were buying yeah. up all these studios and they bought up the Ninja Theory, there had to be a conversation to take place about Remedy. Yeah. And they said no. That's mm-hmm. got to be the only way. But, dude, I am so stoked about that game. That game looked awesome. That game was pretty cool, yeah. Um, real quick. Steal a soul for a second chance, but you will never become a man. My chosen torture makes me stronger. In a life that craves the hunger... A freedom and a quest for life until the end of the judgment night. Those are lyrics from Devil May Cry music. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Yes, they should. I don't even know what it means. I don't know, but it sounds awesome. Um, I'm, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go rave. <laughs> Freaking rage. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. Um, I was actually in the car watching the Sony conference uh, on the way home. It was like thunderstorming, and. I watched, uh, I saw the Control trailer, uh-huh. and then like right after that, when you had the little first person trailer where you, you're crawling around, obviously you're a mouse, a rat, whatever. Yeah. I knew then it was Resident Evil oh, 2 yeah, me too. trailer. I just had that feeling, you know? And then you see the zombie, and I was like, okay, this could be any zombie game. But then you see Leon, and you know. I was in the car actually, and I I was had my headphones in, and we we're riding home. And Kim's all scared about the thunderstorm. She's like, "We gotta get home because it's thunder, and you know we gotta get safe." I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, uh huh, uh huh," and I'm like, "I'm I am glued to this trailer, right?" And then as soon as it showed Leon, I'm jumping up and down, fist bumping the air. I'm like, "I'm pumped." And she's trying to kill it, you know, because she's like, "Oh my god, what? You scared me! Oh my gosh." She got actually one point. She got so mad at me. She pinched me, <laughs> like really effing <laughs> hard. Awesome. <laughs> I was like, "Get off me! It's Resident Evil." She's like, "What are you? What are you talking about? You're scaring me." It's here, Daryl. How do you feel, dude? Words can't really express how excited I am. Like I wanted to do an entire episode of two two three six about it. Like I just freaking. Like third person over the shoulder, slower pace. Um, my God, dude! Like the graphics on it. Like they, they, the man, the the police department was so freaking cool, man. Like, mm-hmm. like going back through those videos and the, of the of the gameplay, and I watched the Capcom live stream, and I was just like, 
dude. It's perfect. I don't even have to play the game to tell you it's a ten out of ten. Like it just like <laughs> if if the rest of the game is anything like what we saw in those videos and that gameplay uh, stream that I watched. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it just is. My mind is blown. Like I'm so happy. Like I all of my reservations are gone. I'm so freaking happy. And and the fact that it's going to be here in six months. Like which means they pulled a uh, they pulled one out of Bethesda, and this is I'm falling victim of the things I complain about. I kept complaining, "Where's the remake? Where's the remake?" They ain't talked about it in three years. That means it's not going to be good. <laughs> and then they're yeah. like, "Hey guys, here's remake. By the way, here's gameplay, and here's all your questions that you wanted asked uh, answered. Oh, and also, uh, it'll be here in six months." Oh. Yes. Oh my gosh! When I saw that, like I freaked. Oh man. I'm just like, and, uh, I'm just like, I'm, a lot I'm of the, so happy, dude. Like, I am so freaking excited about that. Yeah, that's like definitely priority one for me. Like, if there's if there's any game I'm gonna pre-order soon, it's gonna be Resident Evil. Oh, dude, I'm pre-ordering. I want that game day one when it drops, nine o'clock, GameStop, whatever. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe I decide to get it digital. I don't know. Probably not. I'll probably get physical, but uh. Yeah, nine o'clock GameStop. I'll be there, and I'm going straight home to play it. Like I am super pumped about this game. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna pre-order it digitally. Like I went to go do it immediately on the PSN as soon as it went live, <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna wait and let's see what all they announce. Yeah. Yeah. There's supposed to be a special edition coming oh, yeah. with it. I mean, obviously. So, but, but like, if you, some of the stuff I was reading is like you could do a uh, a classic OST swap. Yes. So like you can play the new game with the classic soundtrack. Yes, dude. That's another cool. thing is okay. So um, they canceled a game when they made Resident Evil Two. They scrapped the project completely and then rebuilt it, and it became Resident Evil Two. Um, but the Resident Evil fan community has always been obsessed with this version called 1.5, and it had a character in it named Elza, Eliza Walker, Elza Walker. Like, she mm-hmm. is, um, like, she was replaced with Claire. Uh, dude, there's, like, a lot of things that, like, there's, like, a playable version of that game that exists, you know? Yeah. Um, and so... Like there, if you pre-order the game, you get the uh, you get her skin to wear over Claire's character. You get Jill what? and Chris's um, handguns from the first game. Um, yes. Like it's all kinds of stuff. And uh, I saw like articles pop up where the um, uh, the director and everything said that the alligator is going to be in the game. That that's a very yes. iconic part of Resident Evil. That the fourth survivor hunking tofu stuff that if you beat the game you unlock, that's all in the game. Like like there's <laughs> there's there's a bunch of people uh, posting a hashtag uh, tofu over your riot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't I say that like a year ago? <laughs> it's really cool, man. Like there's and they're even saying that more Resident Evil 1.5 content might get added to the game in the same way that the content that was removed from the original Resident Evil was added into uh, the remake. Like, uh, I don't know if you remember, but Lisa Trevor, like, she wasn't yes. in the original game, but, because that was scrapped. Like, so, would they, whenever they, because um, she's in the book and stuff like that, like, they put Lisa Trevor in the in the, in the original remake. 
So I'm wanting to know what all other stuff they're going to put in this game. Like it's it's so exciting. Like it is so much to talk about, and there's so many things. Like I don't want. I mean, we're already long winded, and you know we haven't even covered all the E3 stuff we want to talk about. So like Resident Evil Two is going to have to be its own thing. You know that's going to have to be its own show. Yeah. Because there's so much in those trailers, dude. They showed so much stuff. The fact that they, uh, like the the cop that you talked to, uh, in the RPD, mm-hmm. you know, when you meet him in the original game, like he's like basically gutted and he he's dying when you meet him. Yeah, he's yeah he's in the the locker. Yeah, too. in this game, you know, what I'm saying this version. There, he's actually going to be there for a while. He's actually going to yeah. be someone you talk to, and I would imagine help you kind of get you started. Did you happen to watch the stream that I posted mm. with Max when they were like kind of going over some of the stuff, no, huh? the demo that they played? He was talking about how like, awesome it was, how like they, there were so many little things that you might have missed in the original because of how like pixelated and dated yeah. it was you know but like in this game you get to actually look and explore your surround your environment more and like when you're in the room the the locker room area there's uh like balloons and there's like a, a welcome rookie sign or yeah. whatever they're basically well it was supposed to welcome leon yep. to the force it's like gonna be his first day or whatever and there's even like a note that you find that's a puzzle that uh, you have to like the combination to your locker or whatever. Yeah. It's like the initials of all the people's names or something, something, something stupid like that. You know, just and uh, I'm sure it's somewhere in the office. You have to like find the combination or whatever. But just it's like a lot of really cool stuff like that, like that added to the game. You know, but uh, one thing he mentioned I thought was kind of cool was how like you know the the officer that you meet. <clears throat> who's like been bitten, you know, he's, he's obviously going to be like, you're going to act as like a temporary HQ for yep. a while. Or like, you're basically going back to him to like, look, ask for like advice, but there's going to be that time where you go to talk to him and he's turned, yep, he's turned, he's going to be gone, you know, and you're going to have to like find him. He's probably going to be in the locker room hey, or something. You must be the new guy. <laughs> oh man the dialogue oh, is so good it's so freaking cringy like, it's so bad even even the the remake dialogue is bad <laughs> so yeah which I mean that's that's always been a Resident Evil trope and I, I, I want them to kind of keep some of that you know yeah. this is it just adds to it but um but I'm ending the, the Resident Evil talk for now with this um I really want them to continue down this path of like making Resident Evil scary again. Yes. And because Resident Evil 2 remake looks great and a lot of people are excited. So, but I desperately want them to make a new game with Jill. I think it's time to bring Jill back. I agree. I'll, I'll, I'll always take more Jill. But, you know, like I want freaking, I don't want skirt Jill, even though she was cool. I want like combat boots. Stars uniform, Jill. I want Dino Crisis, uh, Jill from Resident Evil Three. You get a special outfit where you can get the chick's outfit from Dino Crisis, and Jill wears it. What? Yep. So, 
Uh, yeah, so I'm going to move on up. I'm looking at our list of things, and I'm going to jump up a few of them to Ghosts of Tsushima. Um, what did you think about that, man? I thought that game was, was looking really Bushido Blade and very pretty. I thought it looked cool. Um, some of the mechanics of it, I guess, looked a little janky-ish, I guess. Like, stiff. But... <sighs> Like it still kept that like I love the way the camera angle works you know like the the camera work I should yeah. say it really reminds me of like them old school samurai movies you know where it really focuses in on the duel yeah and <clears throat> I think it's gonna be pretty cool I wasn't expecting to see like a grapple hook mechanic dude all these friggin samurai ninja games got grapple hooks yeah and when that, I mean that's totally a Tenchu thing right so it's so funny because when Sekiro was being shown, everyone was like, oh, a new Tenchu. Like, no, this is not Tenchu at all. You're fighting monsters. Like, where have you guys been? Like, <laughs> yeah, you fought demons and Tenchu, sure, but it was more like they were more humanoid than, like, they weren't, like, you weren't fighting a giant snake, you know? Um, you did have a grappling hook, though, which is cool. But yeah, I think this game was cool. I, um, I'm really interested to, to see. Like the story, you know, how the story progresses. and um, Like it, it has, everything about the game screams like good AAA, high rate, rated game. I just, or critically praised game. So we'll just have to kind of, we'll have to see, you know. I would do know this, there's a lot of samurai games coming Dude, out. yes. <laughs> it's, it's like it, I don't know. It's stupid how many games, how many samurai games are coming out. Well, you know, we got but, on our list of things to talk about. You got Ghost of Tsushima, and you got Neo Two, which that was a pretty neat trailer. But aren't those samurai? It, yeah, it's it's people make the joke it's samurai Dark Souls, but it's it's weird because the main protagonist in Neo is actually not even Japanese. He's <laughs> like <Chris> Scottish. <laughs> you hear <laughs> the great white ninja, the the great white. <laughs> Nini, um, yeah, he he's like from Scotland or something, and it's it's very jarring because in the game it's you know you're you're in Japan and everything's very aesthetically Japanese and everything's samurai and you know feudal just screams feudal Japan, and then when your character talks, he's like, "I put me into the air," <laughs> <laughs> or however they talk, and uh. So it's kind of weird. So I'm, I'm interested to see. Like I haven't finished the first Neo, so I don't know if they're gonna bring him back, or or are you gonna be someone different, or you're gonna create your character. I don't know. It's still really early. Uh, I will say this though: Neo was surprisingly a really good game so far. Um, it's difficult. You know, it's got that <sighs> typical Bloodborne difficulty trope in it, but it's it's good, and I, I want to finish it before the second one comes out. So. Gotcha. Well, speaking of weird, and Death Stranding looked beautiful and weird as ever. This is going to be a very interesting game. You know, a lot of people are like, what is, what is it? What is this? <laughs> but uh, I feel like this game could possibly be like a sci-fi survival horror. Based on the little bit of trailer we got, you know, whenever he sneaked out of building and he's kind of like, 
You're creeping around these creatures, you know, whatever they are. I don't know if they're ghosts. I don't know if they're aliens. They look very alien-esque. So, I don't know. There's a lot of weird imagery and symbolism in the game. Always is in Kojima games, you know. I mean, you can see that in, like, just Metal Gear Solid 2, for instance, had a lot, a lot of symbolism, you know. Just from, like, its characters. Like, Fortune, you know, the lady who was basically untouchable. Like, you couldn't shoot her, you know. Um, just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really excited about this game. But I kind of want this game to disappear for a while. And come back with a release date or something. Well, you know, you know, I think it's going to be cool. I'm excited. I'm sold. I don't have to see anything else on it. I know that's not going to happen. Um, every every <laughs> conference is going to be another mind game, and uh, people are going to complain. People are going to be like, "I just want to know what it is." I just play it. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, like if you don't like the trailers, stop watching them. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like, not, Kojima's going to play his it. games until the game comes out and we can play it. So I'm just going to watch yeah. it. I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to move along. Well, I, why does every game have to have, like, a meaning? Why does, why does it have to, like, be, you know, ABC, you know? It's like, some people get tired of the... Like first-person shooters, for instance, like they're so cut and dry. You run here, shoot this guy, you're done. Occasionally, something cool will happen. Yeah, you know. But maybe some people out there want something different. This game is going to be different, and that we need that. We need someone like Kojima shaking things up in the industry, because you know how many people we hear are tired of, you know, the same old games. You know, like they. Or like every time a game comes out, they compare it to something else. You know, like we need something different. We need something weird or artistic. You know, and games can be like that sometimes. Like in the most, I guess, elementary way, Shadow of the Colossus was kind of like that. Yeah, it was very because weird, and very it, artistic, very weird. Yeah, and, and on the surface, it just looks like a boss rush game, but it's actually has it's there's like a hidden love story in there. You know about how like you're wanting to bring your loved one back and you plead to the gods to do it and they're like we'll do it but you have to accomplish this almost impossible task you have to kill you know these giant enemies that will probably crush you with one blow but this is what we ask this is what you need yeah yeah well i think it's gonna be good i'm excited like like it's it's gonna be weird and i welcome weird um, and then uh, so next up on our list we have uh, how you say that? is it Sekiro? Sekiro, 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 Sekiro. I say you say Sekiro if you're American. You say Sekiro if you're an edgy American. Ah, I got you, got you, got you. Well, all I know is I get a monster for this one. <laughs> Sekai, Sekiro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't get a monster because you say reuse name wrong. Maybe. <laughs> um man that was a pretty neat trailer you know um i watched uh the game informer uh kind of coverage uh or the live watching of this trailer and their dark souls experts were breaking it down and just talking about the things that you can do in this trailer that you can't do in the others 
seems pretty neat seems pretty exciting it looks like there's a mechanic to where maybe dying uh, is is a uh, is okay instead of going to a, a bonfire per se bon bonfire per se bong fire bo- oh yeah dong fire um that you can <laughs> uh you know basically like fake your death or die and maybe even fully and then pop back up when everybody people aren't looking so um but anyways that game looks cool man like i'm not a souls guy and uh game informer actually posted an article earlier that i have not read yet i just saw the the headline but like the differences on like how why this is not a souls game so yeah i saw that too a lot of people were getting upset about it but maybe they don't want this to be a souls game yeah maybe they maybe they want it to be a little bit more accessible maybe they just want to make a good triple a action adventure game that's accessible to the public and they made (laughs) a weird trippy vr game yeah i mean dark souls games are not that accessible I mean, they, they take some grinding. They take some time to learn and some patience. And, oh my and gosh. if you get one every time they put a game out, you're going to get tired of them. Like, the magic isn't there, you know? So yeah. let them make some different stuff and then let them come back to it. That's like when From Software announced that they were going to eventually work on an, uh, an Armored yep. Core game. I got super excited because, I mean, that game is so left field for them, and it's a uh, a franchise that desperately needs to make a comeback. Which is funny because the first game showed at Nintendo's press conference was a game called Damon X Machina. Which is like Armor Core. <laughs> Which looks just like freaking Armor yep. Core. Like your the mechs look just like them, and they even have freaking lightsabers, just like you do yep. in Armor Core. It's amazing. And it looks really good. So, yeah. Uh, what did you think about Cyberpunk? Like, I know it's on the list of, like, things to be excited about, but what did you what did you think about that trailer? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, it's a hype trailer. Like, I'm... So excited that CD Projekt Red was able to make an appearance and actually show this game, like it, I guess in trailer format. You know, like gameplay footage would have been great, sure. But we got to remember that CD Projekt Red is a small company. Uh, they're a very talented, very talented company. Like if you actually had the chance to sit down and play The Witcher, it's on my list. Just I the, definitely am going just, to go back and play it. The universe that they created there, and like the, the fact that the game's really good. Like, it's fun. Um, it's got good mechanics, you know. Like, sure, it's not perfect. Like, what game is, right? Able to. But it. Sorry, I mean, <laughs> yes. you asked, so I told him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm really excited that this is so opposite from The Witcher. Like, you have, like, this m- fantasy medieval type world, and you're jumping all the way into the future where you have cars and guns and. You know, it's that it is cyberpunk, yeah. right? Like it, it, it just looks, it looks awesome, and I really loved how they did it. Where like Xbox was like, "All right, everybody, that's our games. Thank you for coming." And then it's like the screen, you know, everything went black, and a little thing popped up on the screen, and I was like, "Okay, that's freaking cool." Yep. So I'm excited about it. I think it's uh, the char- the main character looks really cool. I think he's gonna have a lot of sass, you know, which Gerald. And The Witcher, like, he was sarcastic and sassy at times. But I think this character's, like, going to be a little bit more edgier and funnier and just just a, a butthole at times when he needs to be. And Well, after listening to the um, Game Informer podcast where they were they did a behind-the-scenes 
the closed doors 50 minute demo they said he's gay well well basically what CD Project Red said was you can choose between a male or female character um you can customize them there's gonna be like character creator style stuff uh, oh yeah there's gonna right. be romances so you can basically pork anything you want yes and they said that like the 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 first 10 15 minutes of the demo they played or that they were watching being played was like he had to go to this apartment rescue some naked robot chick and they're like talking about how like it was awkward because it's a first person game and like you're holding this chick and her nipples like right there in your face so they were talking about how like, the, like it was really weird that you stand in this room full of a hundred people watching someone carry somebody with their nipple out right in their face. Day one, and I was like bye. pre-ordered. Nah, I, actually, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't really like cyberpunk in general. Um, the the multicolored '80s influence future, you know, like the dystopian future yeah. with tons of people and it everything's dirty and crowded i actually don't really care for stuff like that you know like it's not like a uh it's not a genre or a style that actually intrigues me so uh, this one i'm gonna have to sit back and watch and some more stuff I mean, it'll probably be three years for this game comes out anyways um probably, yeah. but you know everyone seems pretty hyped about it so i'm i'm all for it being a thing it's because of who's making it yeah well and see i yeah. didn't i didn't finish the second one or the third one so I need to dive into those games deep, you know, not just put an hour or two in them and walk away. So, um, yeah, I never played anything by them until I played Witcher Three, and that game was just so much better than I thought it was. You know, like the it's hard to explain. You know, there's just so much to do in the game. Yeah, that's an understatement. But like, there's also everyone says that every side know, quest matters. Like everything has a story yes. and a place, and it takes yeah. you somewhere. And it like there was times, like there was times where I would get a mission. I would think it would just be a normal side mission, and it would lead into like a main quest, or main quest line, and it would introduce me to a character. And depending on what decisions I made, affected that character. You know, like there was a character in the game that I had actually met, who was like a love interest in Geralt's past, who's a witch, and uh, <clears throat> lo and behold. You know, through my process of like choosing what I wanted to do at that time, we ended up doing the horizontal mambo. Uh, I wasn't trying to. <laughs> so you just tripped and fell in? Yeah, I just tripped, fell, and you know, it got weird. But uh, so we ended up making love or whatever, and then the quest line continues where she runs off to do something. I can't remember exactly what now, but I basically disagree with her and say, Hey, we don't need to do that. We need to do this. She gets mad and we fight and I kill her. Dang. <laughs> so that's but I'm sure. Right? Yeah. So I'm sure, you know, actually I'm pretty positive. There's a way you can have it to where you don't kill her. So, um, but ultimately like, all the decisions you make will, you know, affect your your ending, you know, and I got a pretty good ending the way I, I did it. So, but I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of that in Cyberpunk, but maybe more. You know, they've been working on this game a while, so this should be a big one. Um, another great game that got announced, dude, that I'm super hyped about, and it makes me want to go back and um, finish the first one was uh, Doom Eternal. 
Yeah, I've played Doom Eternal with you guys. We took turns playing it on the uh, show one night. Oh, you mean just the first Doom? Do what? Yeah, the first Doom. And then, yeah. um, and then I went and started the game over and played, God, several hours into it. And then I had to delete it off my hard drive to start a different game, and never went back to it. So I have it downstairs. I just recently upgraded my hard drive. So I'm like, it's one of those games where I'm like, I need to put it on there and finish it. Right, so, and I feel like Doom Eternal's coming out. Um, uh, what should we call it? Uh, the August. Uh, Is it? Uh, someone wrote down. Uh, I, I saw a comment about it be like August tenth, but I don't know if that's official or not. So I don't know. We didn't even get gameplay yeah, footage. So maybe that one, maybe that August tenth is for a different game. August tenth of next year. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, of course, Elder Scrolls Six. I know you're pretty hyped about that. Yeah, I'm hyped. I wish I, I'm with the Elder Scrolls fans though. Like, if they were going to announce it, they should have made a bigger deal about it. But I mean, especially given their release, the way they release things, like you know, you get a Fallout, then you get an Elder Scrolls, and this time it was like you're getting a Fallout Battle Royale <laughs> or an online Fallout. And more ESO content. So, there's an Elder Scrolls 6 coming, but here's a teaser. Just a teaser. Yeah. But it's still exciting. It's something. And they did say it was for next gen. So, that's not going to even be on I'm cool show. with that. I'm wondering if it's going to be like a release or a launch title, kind of like Oblivion was. Was it Morrowind or was it Oblivion? Oblivion. Morrowind was, it was a 360 OG. launch. Yeah. Yeah, Morrowind was old school. Yeah, but let's get you good. Another game that was announced that I don't think we, I don't think it actually showed during any of the conferences, but it was at E3. It was Hitman the Hitman Two. Yes, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm wondering though if they're gonna follow the same, uh, like the same the pattern that they did in the first one. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, it, weird target guy you know the the special targets or whatever mm-hmm they probably are but just with more you know hitman the games are good man like if y'all y'all had a chance to play hitman i, I highly recommend it it's a good game i would kind of like for them to revisit one of the older hitmans because some of the older hitmans had a really good story uh or stories like uh Hitman 2 Silent Assassin yeah. is probably one of the best in the series. It was really cool because it was like Agent 47 had gotten out of the agency and had like taken on a life of solitude and was like hiding out at his church. And the agency basically comes after him, kidnaps the, the, the preacher that he, you know, uh, was basically his buddy. <laughs> he was hanging out with at the church. Um, Keep it a low profile. And so he goes after those people. And so it's like, you know, one of the, the classic case of like, I try to get out. They drag me back in, you know, Godfather three kind of stuff. But, uh, <clears throat> I, it would be awesome to see them like make a silent assassin, like reboot or something. But I'm excited about Hitman too. More Hitman's always awesome. The new Tomb Raider looked amazing as usual. Uh, big Tomb Raider fan, so the Shadow, the Tomb Raider, I think it's what's called. Yeah, it's gonna be good, man. That jump looks looks really, really good, and really cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, I think at this point, Lara Croft has killed more people than Nathan Drake. I think it's <laughs> it's pretty close. It's a tie. Like, I, I mean, like it, that that she's getting dark, dude. Like, it what would be awesome is if by the end of it, she turned into a bad guy. <laughs> like, and then the next series oh, of Tomb Raider games is somebody else having to kill Laura. Right. So, I tell you what, man. Uh, and this is something we're gonna have to do on the next show. Um, you know, obviously when Tanner gets back, we're going to, you know, do another, you know, recap on some of the E3 stuff, some things that he want to talk about. Uh, but you know what we need, we really need to take and look at the list of upcoming games, especially games that were announced at E3. And then we need to go in and make a list of the games that maybe the, 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 the sequels or the original games that we haven't finished and, and like kind of maybe put those to the forefront of our backlogs, man, and knock those things out. Cause I feel terrible that like, I haven't beaten Doom, that I haven't finished, or I haven't started uh, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, oh, man, that's a good you game. You know, like, I'm like, God, there's so many good games coming out, but I haven't even beat the last ones that came out. I mean, I'm making good progress. Like, I, I set out this year to, to knock out a bunch of my backlog, and I'm at, like, almost 30 games now, which, I mean, I could have already been past that. I'm not sure. Um, but I mean, I'm knocking some games out, but I'm not knocking games out like that. You know, I'm not knocking the big 30 to 40 hour games like I should be. Um, like, uh, yeah, yeah actually number 30 on my list is, uh, uncharted, uh, golden abyss. Now, granted I've beaten the game before, but I've been chipping away that, that platinum. So I had to beat the game again still, uh, you know, and it's like there's there's games that I need I need to finish. Um, so so maybe we'll do something fun with that for the next show where we kind of look at the, the the list of games and and maybe you know encourage yep. each other to spur along and knock those things out, man. Because it's a uh, like we got a lot, there's, and there's so much more that was announced. You know, like we've been sitting here talking for an hour and forty minutes almost. And there's still so much more stuff that was announced and so much more stuff that was like really cool that we haven't even got to talk mm -hmm. about. So, uh, and things that were at the show and announced that weren't even on the stages. Yeah. And before, yep, yep. I mean, like, uh, and I mean, we definitely can talk about this next time, but, uh, you know, uh, dead or alive six was oh announced my gosh, dude. like a week before the show and had a pretty nifty gameplay yep. trailer. And that was MIA, you know, that was nowhere to be found. Um, Soul Calibur, as big of a deal as it is to both hardcore and casual fighting game fans, was at E3, has a re and was announced with a release yep. date of October 19th, and it was MIA. It was in none of the conferences, um, which is kind of a bummer, because uh, that's a big deal, man. Yeah. Well, you know how it is, uh, man. You can't show them all. Like, there's so, there's so yeah, many. Yeah, games. sure. Um, you know, and that's what we'll do next week. We'll talk about some of the big MIA stuff. You know, we'll talk about uh, some of the 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 <laughs> some of the gringier stuff. You know, we'll we'll, we'll do um, <laughs> just dance. <laughs> um, just want to dance. So, if you're listening to the show, man, we would really love you guys to write in our Facebook group, uh, email us, whatever you got to do, uh, and uh, and send us you know your list of maybe your favorites, your uh, the, your disappointments. Um, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot for everybody. There was something for everybody on those, on those stages. Um, yeah, from, 
you know, we we barely grazed the surface of Bethesda stuff. You know, like we didn't even really go into. Which I know when Tanner gets here, we'll be talking about Fallout more because he's a he's a Fallout boy. <laughs> um, so uh, there's there's just so much, man. Like it's such a good time to be a gamer, dude. It's so exciting. Yeah, but anyways, we got lens playing. It is two thirty in the morning. <laughs> I don't know about I don't know yes. about you, but I'm getting a little tired, and my dog is snoring and farting in her sleep. It's awful. <laughs> so, uh, is there anything else you wanted to add, dude? Is there anything that you wanted to uh, to plug before we uh, land the plane? Don't think so. Well, we'll, we'll cover everything next week. So, cool deal. This has been the Loot Bros Podcast episode thirty, a part. One of two or or ten. E three <laughs> or ten. E three extravaganza. Uh you can find me on Twitter at PG Frosty. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash PG Frosty. Trying to get back into the swing of things with streaming. Almost streamed some this this week. Just ended up getting too busy or it got too late on me. Um you, you can't stream too late around here because everyone's asleep and they won't watch me. Um you can find Daryl at. I'm still resident Daryl. Uh, uh, you can find me on Facebook in our Facebook podcast group. Um, I don't do much of the social media stuff anymore. Uh, I've actually been trying to do less and less of it, which I know is counterproductive to trying to grow a podcast. But um, you know, I am trying to make the most of my time uh, everywhere I'm at. You know, the the Loot Bros has a has a Twitter. We have the Loot Bros podcast on Twitter. Um, you can email us, lootbrospodcast at gmail.com. Um, but that Facebook group is really where all the action's at. You know, that's been the place that uh, a lot of people are talking. Uh, there's been some new faces in there lately. That's been really great. Um, yeah, so it's really it's, cool. It's, 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 it's some good combo in there. Um, you know, we don't, we're not one of those groups that's going to sit there and threaten you with a band hammer just because you have an opinion about something. Uh, but so far, everybody in there has been pretty chill, man. Everybody's, everybody does a good job, man. And, yeah. I don't know. Tanner might if you make fun of Dark Souls. Mm, or anime. Or anime. So, but other than that, that's us, man. That is the that is the the LB. The, <laughs> I was going to make a bad joke. Never mind. <laughs> I, I got to get out of here. <laughs> All right. See you guys Get right or get left, what will it be?